Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of March 8th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and back to being with us, as always, Filtercord. What up? hey And we still got Goody with us, joining us for the third week in a row, I think, right? Third week? Yeah, third week. Nice. How's it going? Cool. It's going, man. Um, what about you guys? What's go- well, why don't we just go ahead and start with Filtercord? I feel like he has okay. uh, probably the most uh, uh, stories from the past week. I've, I've got some stories folks so i got coronavirus mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool and then i was not able to attend any events oh well see it'll get you it will get you so yeah i went to uh boston so i, I kind of have a blog here uh up on the uh mammoth games inc website um very nice header image i i just get like i'm like entranced with daniel radcliffe like every time i see him i just like lock eyes and i like stare for a minute and, and you're, I start, and like, you're doing, not a- you're not a huge Harry Potter fan, which is what he'd be most I, notably... I definitely was when I was younger. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, mm. since I've known you, you haven't been a massive yeah. Harry Potter once, fan. Once I gained critical thinking, it kind of <laughs> kind of ruined it for me. So, <laughs> moving on from that Jesus before I get murdered Christ. by uh, J.K. Rowling. And an entire fan base. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it ended up uh, being a little bit longer to just to get there than I was expecting. So it was like a ten and a half hour drive, which I'm gonna not recommend in the future. Um, yeah. Just like I mean, right? yeah, it was one of the things where like okay, eight or nine hours is like you can just drive that. Like it's gonna be about the same amount of time anyway. Save a couple hundred bucks. Um, sure. Just me and Shannon went, things. so um, you know, save two plane tickets each way. Sure. Uh, don't have to rent a car or anything. So it's like okay, and my expected drive was like nine and a half. Uh, as always, once you get to like, once you get outside like Albany in New York, you slow down a little bit. And then once you get off the highway into Boston, dude, you're oh, yeah. crawling. You might as well be on foot. Boston was probably crazy, right? Dude, it, it just, was, the traffic was packed. Yeah. A, and specifically, for packed, B, it's Boston. Yeah. So I was in North, uh, North of Boston. I was in a, a town called Somerville, which is actually the densest populated city in New England, which New England does not include New York. So the second densest populated city in all of kind of northeast of the U.S., right? Right. Um, so that was kind of crazy. Uh, but once I got on the show floor, um, you know, I, went, I only went on Thursday, but uh, it was a good. I, I think it was a really good chance to get in before like the weekend crowd hit. And uh, there was like Thursday was the expected day for all the reveals and everything. Um, you know, especially after some some uh, different vendors had pulled out and everything, I figured best time to just get in, get out. You know, check it out. So, and the lines were a lot shorter on Thursday because I talked to somebody who went on Saturday and Sunday, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it was like an hour wait for literally anything." You know, Damn. and the, the popular stuff was like multi multi hour waits. Well, yeah, I, I, that makes sense because so many people pulling out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I think they need that. to. I think they need to just put out less total tickets. Because, I mean, like, even with people pulled out, the floor was completely covered. Like, there there was, yeah. like, maybe one area where you were like, okay, this is where Sony would have been. But other than that, I mean, you know, Capcom, the U.S. crowd was still there. Like, the U.S. employees. Yeah. Um, they just didn't do an event that they were expecting to do, basically. on I think that was going to be on Saturday anyways. So, like, um, basically they had the whole convention center show floor, um, which, like... Almost half of it was taken up by, like, Tabletop and, like, Magic the Gathering and shit like that, which was cool. Mm-hmm. I kind of walked around just to kind of see what people were doing. 
there's a lot of like uh, physical like board and card game sales things going on. There were like custom dice manufacturers everywhere. Nice. Um, that was really cool. And uh, obviously, I was there for the games. So first, I just kind of did a whole comb of the floor just to kind of see what was up. Um, so I got there when the doors opened at ten, um, and just kind of, you know, I did like a full lap, like a grid walk of just every single display. I went and got a bunch of pictures. That was the first thing I uploaded onto the uh, Facebook page. Uh-huh. And then um, when I made it to like the indie mega booth and like kind of the indie section, that's kind of toward the back. Um, I was hitting a lot of there. There was like some smaller stuff that I I didn't specifically call out in the uh, blog post just because it was like I don't really have anything like notable to say about it. There was like a a game where you're kind of matching um like Japanese like characters based on their starting and ending sounds, and it's kind of like a little puzzle game where you're realigning them and then they say what the word is and kind of translate it. So it could potentially be like a learning tool. I don't know how really effective it would be. But that was kind of cool. I played like a mobile um, kind of RPG game because they, uh, and basically it was like I was just kind of walking around and seeing like what was up. So like if there was like a tablet or a controller just sitting there with nobody on it, I would try to go play it. Sure. So, um, you know, I, I played several things like that. Um, and then the, the big stuff that I was really interested in, I went over to the uh, Datalik Entertainment booth, which I believe is like a German company. Um, they have they they put out like blackguards i think was the biggest thing that people would know it's like a kind of like a isometric sort of turn-based rpg where you're playing kind of like somewhat like villainous or like outlaw type characters um that's a good one to check out it's been free a lot on like humble and different things like that is how i know of it but uh so i went to go check out their booth and the main game they had coming up that i was really interested in is called uh, partisans which is basically you are playing as um, you you are playing as Russian soldiers, or I guess I should say Soviet soldiers, as the Soviet Union is being invaded by Germany in World War II. Um, so kind of you know like the Hitler-Stalin Pact is being you know pulled back as these guys you know the Nazis are moving in. They have Poland, you know they're moving into Ukraine, Belarus, stuff like that. Um, and they ultimately would make it all the way up to, was it Leningrad? Um, where, like, they, they really made it into the core of, you know, the the Soviet state. And uh, then they were finally started, they, they were pushed back from this, you know, big city that they could have conquered. And then at that point, that was basically the beginning of the end of World War II. Almost all of the Nazi troops were put on the Eastern Front and the Russians just slowly pushed them back all the way into Berlin. So, um, it's, it's a really interesting time frame because, you know, the Soviet Union was still trying to spin up a military because it basically like they had just, you know, been formed as a state after, um, you know, defeating the, the emperor, um, you know, getting rid of the czars and everything. And then they were like, okay, how do we get food? Because these are all people that had not been in government before. Yeah. So they were, like, organizing a country basically from the ground up in a whole new system that had basically never existed. And, you know, at the same time, the Nazis are spinning up after, you know, the, the devastation of World War One, And it's like, well, okay, let's try to make a deal and I can start manufacturing guns at a very high rate. Because at that point, it was very obvious that France, the U.K., 
uh, we're not going to do anything to slow down the Nazis. So it was like, all right, everybody get ready because shit's about to get weird for like 10 years. And, uh, yeah, so you play as like kind of like some regular people that get kind of scooped up in the Nazi like push. Into the fight? Uh, yeah, you just kind of get like dragged into it and then they're like, well, time to fight for Mother Russia. <laughs> so you're just kind of like knocking out a guard, take his gun. Uh, start trying to bust out of this town, try to move somewhere safe, try to build up allies. Um, so it was just a... The game kind of... It plays a little odd. It's almost like an RTS in like a RPG setting. Mm-hmm. So obviously I didn't get to do any kind of like character progression or anything. I just did the one mission in the beginning, but that mission was... Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, the story looks like it's going to be really good. So um, definitely excited nice. to see more of that. Uh, sure. Later on in the day, I played... There's a lot of World War One and Two stuff. I went and played um, Iron Harvest 1920. Uh, it's a World War One RTS that basically plays like Company of Heroes, if anybody's played that. Uh, except there are these, like, uh, like old, like, kind of slapped-together, like, mechs that are basically tanks with, like, two legs. Like, sticking right. out the bottom. Yeah. Uh, that was really good. Um, they... It's just like a standard mech, though, right? It's just have like a cannon for an arm and stuff like that. Yeah, so there's like a couple different series of. Let me see if I can find a good link. But uh, um, Iron Harvest nineteen twenty. So um, there, there's like a diversity of mechs that you can choose from. I guess there's like ones that are just basically a person in like a little tube, mm-hmm. all the way up to these like giant like weapons platform ass. Uh, here's a good one. I'll drop it in the uh, Facebook comments. So, um, really cool. There's like the little ones are better against other mechs, and the bigger ones are better against just troops on the ground soldiers, which is really interesting. I think um, there was this one mech that was like had like four legs. It was like a spider, and it would like shoot artillery straight up in the air. Oh yeah, that was cool. And it could it could continue walking around as it was firing because it would just target a spot fire and then it would take a while to reload so it was like really good in that it had a lot of mobility um the mechs like will break the environment that they're in so in the demo i played um it's looking like they're breaking through like enemy like fortifications and like walls yeah like sandbags and and stuff yeah so um the one i played they were in a uh corn like you know, like a farm, like a cornfield. Um, and there was like traditional, like trenches set up. There was like sandbags for people to cower behind. And you have like a physical base that produces, you know, a certain type of unit. So you have like an infantry base, you have a mech base. Uh, there was another one that did something. So like, um, you know, different mechs have different abilities. So we see one that's like shoving another mech. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, just all together. Like I really am enjoying the vibe of this game. It's doing, like, some really weird, like, cool stuff. Um, the like, old-timey different... videos are sick with the, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> putting, in the, putting in the ridiculous artillery, like, artillery and, like, tanks and, yep. like, mechs. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, uh, what was the Double Fine game with the mechs? That they had to change um... the name because they, it was, like, Iron Battalion, and they had to change the name because that's a board game. <laughs> or Steel Battalion. They had to change the name, and then it became, uh... I forget what the name change was, but it was, like, really bad because it, like, ruined their, like, 
copyright stuff on it, basically. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, there's a really good mix of tactical stuff. There was, like, little bridges in this farm field that I was playing as, and I made a mech that was so big that he couldn't walk over the bridge because like, he it couldn't was, fit on it. Yeah, it was Iron, uh, Iron, Iron Brigade, Brigade, but yeah. it became trenched. Trenched. That was it. So, yeah, it was like their idea was that the tanks were the trenches, right? Yeah. So uh, this is kind of going in that direction, but, like, taking it in, like, a serious route, I guess. Um. But yeah, this, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. And it's, it's no, got no, some looks, really good chance for tactics. Yeah, um, this looks wild. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, an RTS. It really like, that's what I was... I was talking to one of the developers, and he's like... I was, you know, I was standing in line. It was like a maybe a 20-minute wait or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, so how long have you... Uh, he's like, how long have you been following? Or is this your first time seeing it? Or, and I was like, oh, dude, I was on the Kickstarter. And he's like, oh, man, did you get the, like, beta access or anything? And I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, um, that, that's fine. I, I still haven't checked, but yeah, I was like, I don't. I just want the game to be out, you know, because this is definitely something that you could ruin by playing it too soon. Sure. Uh, but um, he's like, oh yeah, we, he's like, we just put out this new update and stuff, and like, um, there. I mean, it's just it's such a cool idea, and there's such good room for tactics here because, like, you know, you need the actual human like troop units to like capture points. And, like, they're much better at doing defensive stuff. Yeah. And then the mechs, obviously, are really good for just going all-out offense. Um, the little things are the really cool stuff. So, like, the minigun that they set up has, like, those little spider legs that help yeah. it move faster. So, it's like, if we had the technology to do this, what else would change? It's like, oh, the miniguns would be easier to use. It's like, yeah, obviously, of course. So... I'm just I'm super excited to see more of this. It's such an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah, this would be a really good one to uh, like for us to review. It has mm-hmm. looks like it has some meat to like dig into. Um, yeah. You know, talking about the different tactics. You know, different units, different like different uh, total settings. totally different play styles. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. This one would be really good. We should probably get with these guys and uh, you know chat with them about that just to for see. Sure. Um, how they're going about it. So. Yeah, I have a, I have my Kickstarter copy coming when it comes out, and they're going to release it on September 1st. So in Europe, you know, you put the month first. Yeah. Uh, in the in the U.S., it's day, month, year. So in the U.S., the release date will line up with the 1920. Or, yeah, yeah, opposite of that. In the U.S., you put the month first, right? Wait, now I'm confused. <laughs> How do yeah, I yeah. write dates? Month, yeah, month, day, month, day, year, and they do day, month, year. Day, month, year, right? So in Europe, it'll make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Very, we should uh, definitely get get with these guys to uh, maybe see try if I can to, get a couple more copies or something. Yeah, yeah, see if we can get a copy for uh, at least you know like one or two for um, you know like early access, just a re- just a review, and you know yeah. kind of get it out there, especially since you know you. Uh, back these guys in Kickstarter. We, it sounds mm-hmm. like talked to them a few times. So yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so so then I went to uh, I went to a couple panels after that. So um, there was a panel that was like uh, the decade in review of like narrative in games. Mm-hmm. So um, this one had like crazy staff or like I guess host changes because of all the people that were having to pull out um, company changes. So the the actual the main like panelist that was like leading the talk was like you know we i originally had four other guests 
that every single one of them had to pull out and I've had to swap in somebody else. So everybody on stage was not on the like itinerary. Yeah, they like weren't fully prepared uh, as prepared. Right. As they so they were they were coming in with ideas and they had like <laughs> spreadsheets and stuff and they had interesting things to talk about because obviously they probably just talk about this all the time. It was mostly their favorite games, right? Sure. And um but they you know, they were not as prepared as they could have been, but I think that actually made it better because it was more kind of off the cuff. Uh, but yeah, they were talking about uh, Mass Effect. Obviously, they were uh, focusing on Mass Effect 2, where they were like talking about how it carried on your choices and how big that was. And that's kind of... It, like Other games still haven't really done a great job doing that. Like Typically, a sequel is just like, hey, what choices did you make in the first game? A, B, or C? You know? Like, it's yeah. what The Witcher does. Um, uh, we're going to have to wait and see what the Final Fantasy VII remake does. That's definitely an interesting question. We're going to talk about that later. Um, and they talked about, uh, yeah, Mass Effect Death Stranding, obviously with like narrative communicated through gameplay, which was really good. Uh, have we spoiled that on the podcast yet? <laughs> Can't remember. But, uh, Death Stranding's like whole thing. No, we have not. So I will continue to not spoil anything, but, yeah. um, it was really interesting how they were talking about how it's able, like, they were like, you know, this is a game with like 10, 15 hours of cutscenes, but yeah. The majority of the actual real story is communicated through gameplay and not the cutscenes. The cutscenes are all just context. Mm -hmm. So that was super interesting kind of viewpoint to hear about. Um, Evil Within 2. And their their way of talking about Evil Within 2 was basically saying, like, they did open world better than pretty much anybody else has ever done. And they kind of were mentioning, like, comparing it to the Stalker games on PC. Okay, yeah. You know, not as popular, but definitely did something similar. Um, and then they talked about a couple other games. Those are the main ones. That yeah, they were discussing definitely. Um, yeah, that uh, it, it like that series really took a weird turn. Like it was, yeah. it was super, like Evil Within. The first one, the first one, I, I, I personally like. I don't think I'd recommend it. I don't think I can you know sit here and be like yeah that game is is good or you know anything like that like i can say it's definitely an acquired like specific thing yeah it's a game are you a horror fan are you Mm -hmm. a massive horror game fan okay then check that out i'm a pretty massive horror genre fan Mm -hmm. and i wasn't a fan yeah at the end of the day um but two hearing what they did with two um, that might be something that I th- that I jump into, um, you know, maybe closer to fall this year. I played mm-hmm. the first one I think last year. I played it through uh, completely, like for Halloween. You know, I might do that one again on top of like maybe doing another run of um, like Silent Hills. Yeah. But everything that I've heard about that for two, uh, Evil Within two, really opened it. You know, like opened it up and made it a game that was worthy mm-hmm. and it's weird to think that like they would go from that standard um you know that standard like resident evil style you know the standard horror style that you would have saw back on like playstation one playstation two to, right like an open world and they were able to, hard to evolve maintain. it like so rapidly yeah. like in in the span of one game yeah yeah crazy so impressive. yeah um so yeah, following. So I walked out of that panel and I was like, "Oh, okay, I have thirty minutes, you know, forty-five minutes or something to go get over and try to get into the Baldur's Gate three gameplay reveal." Yeah. 
Uh, turns out people had been in line for about three or four hours. Um, and there were only like 15 to 20 non-press seats available in the room. That's rough. So I was like, yep, not doing that. And luckily, I mean, they were fucking live streaming it. So I literally sat outside the room and watched it live. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I mean, as I was in line to go to another conference. Yeah, that's good. Now, obviously, if possible, when I saw Sven, I would have just run up and, like, tackled him and immediately been killed by, like, 14 security guards. Yeah. But I love him, and he's amazing. <laughs> but you would have lived a full um, I, I That's all I really needed, right? right like, right. what's better, living 100 years and doing nothing or living for a moment? But that moment was everything. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I mean, looking at that, like, looking at Baldur's Gate... I know we talked about it last week. I've talked about it with a mess of people. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, so it made me go re-download Divinity Original Sin 2. Hell yeah. Wait, <laughs> it looks amazing. So I have it on PC. I got it for free somehow on PC at some point. I don't remember. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, I think it's because I own the first one maybe. I got a discount and I bought it with a gift card or something. I don't know. But nice. um, it, it like I got into it a little bit and it's like, okay, I, I don't like... I want Baldur's Gate 3. I don't want something that's close, right? right. So I'm definitely just going to wait for that early access. Um, I think the the like Divinity stuff is just too into their own world that they created, and I'm just not super into that world. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And it's But I, I love what's happening in it, but it's one of those things where like you play this game for the lore and the story. You don't play it for the mechanics. The mechanics. Right. And, mechanics and the mechanics are really super, good. Super sound. Right. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just like if you're only in it for the mechanics, you're not going to enjoy it. So for sure, um, yeah, I like I I'm really kind of jonesing to play that again. I'm just looking for an excuse. Yeah, yeah. So it's I don't know. It's it's uh like Baldur's Gate three. Like I was just like losing my mind outside the room. <laughs> yeah, and it's so cool to see somebody that you know he's been doing this for like weeks like showing off the demo like almost every like day or two what he yeah he said he's done this thing like 40 or yeah like 30 or 40 or 50 times so he was like doing like really funny stuff and then like and when it doesn't it work <laughs> and he has to like reload he's like okay we're gonna do this the real way i just walk up so here's what i do i walk up get the tip the fire tipped arrows point over shoot the barrel it blows the guy up the other guy runs at me i shoot him with pin down then he dies yeah. it's like this is an expert so he's doing all this stuff where he's like completely flubbing it and all of his people are dying and he's like uh all this, right this looks bad this maybe is bad. I sh- maybe i shouldn't throw my boots at the end yeah he's like oh shouldn't have done that because now suddenly his character's slower <laughs> yeah and oh god yeah that was less really armor weird. and everything is so funny you can but, tell um, he's getting into it at the end because he's like so yeah. obviously all these skeletons are going to come back to life so i'm going to take all their armor and weapons right. and put them beside their body and it was funny too because he's like the fact that you would show that off in the gameplay demo, and he's like, oh, by the time the game comes out, they'll be smart enough to pick up their weapons, but they don't know how to do that yet. So so he's, like, gaming a system that doesn't even fucking run yet. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. That but he's, such really a, he's just such a cool guy. It's like, I, I love him. He apparently, like, remember when they announced it, he was wearing, like, a suit of armor? Um, like, in person, the real human being guy was just wearing this, like, replica yeah. of armor. Yeah. He apparently wore that in the office for, like, two weeks afterwards. He would put Jesus it on every day. <laughs> That's awesome. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that um, entire, that entire, like, hour, yeah, that entire hour demo, I, I would recommend, you know, if you are interested, go go yeah. watch that. That live yeah, yeah. demo is, it's funny, it's fun, it's insightful if you're into Yeah, there's, like, a really game. brief, like, QA at the end that has some interesting stuff. 
Um, But yeah, so that was really cool. So I I actually went straight from there. So I got the live stream going. I put in an earbud so I could hear it. Uh, I was was watching a lot of it. Toward the end, I got up and tried to go. So basically, that was at like... That was at like 3 p.m., I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Or something like 2 p.m. or something. And then on the floor, they were going to open up to have you know people you could go gameplay demo um Baldur's Gate 3 that was like an hour after the show ended or something or yeah like at, and it was a uh, after the gameplay reveal ended which was an hour long or an hour and a half long then the line for that opened up by the time I got there again people had been standing outside it for two hours and they were like uh sorry we have all of our spots filled through the rest of the day and there was like three hours of showtime of floor because they only ran until uh, six on the floor yeah and it was like um it's like we already handed out every pass and it's like dude what's the point well the difference uh you know go going forward you know mm. really trying for us to like nail down media passes is we can exactly. usually schedule things we can schedule hey we yep. want to do this because we want to talk about it right and um, uh I, I was actually the same thing for uh Final Fantasy 7 remake as well, which is really cool that they just put out the demo because it seems like uh, Square's just like calling off a lot of future appearances. So they're like, yeah, fuck, let's just put the demo out. Um, which and again, they- we're going to talk about later. But they had already handed out all the passes. At they said at ten oh eight they were out of slots for the whole day, and the floor opened at ten. You would have had to literally just run straight there and get in line to get a pass. And it's like, I guess if you're there every day, you can just stand in line for four hours at one thing. But it's like, I'm trying to see shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm having to pay for myself to be here. Yeah. I'm trying to do shit. I'm trying to, like, also partially, like, enjoy myself. Because, again, this is out of my pocket. So it's not like, you know, it's not like PAX paid me to come do a panel or something. So yeah. it's like, I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to... Just wait in line all do the. And... I'm not going to make, like, the business choice because I'm not in fucking business here. You know? Yeah. So it was like, all right, I, I can... We can see this stuff online. I'm going to go look at some of the smaller stuff. Could you imagine being that person that ran over there or waited in line for like four hours? To oh, I definitely saw these. And then, or, and then the demo comes out the And then the day. demo comes out, <laughs> yeah, like two days later. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be right. That, I, would, I would be pissed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so after that, I was I went and saw another uh, thing that was talking about reviews and stuff from like, there was a business like PR person, there was reviewers, there was a game designer, and there was a like journal editor, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to hunker down and just hit the indies. So, um, and, and some of the stuff with shorter lines. So I went and played uh, Spirit Fair, which you may remember from, I think it was E3 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a, a really, like, like artistic, like, really good looking game. Um, where It's the game where you have, like, a houseboat and there's, like, spirits that you're helping, like, pass on, basically. And... Yeah. Uh, the demo, which they actually have handed out like keys at this point, because they're kind of doing the same thing that Square did. Um, you have like a a spirit that's on your ship that's like a snake in a robe, which is very cool looking. And they're like, "Hey, you know, I think I kind of can sense that maybe it's getting close to my time to move on. Um, I want to do a couple things, and you know, specifically, what I would really like to do is to um, I want to get like a garden." And I want to like customize my house in a certain way on the on the houseboat because you're like building your friends like your your spirits like you build them a little place to chill out. 
basically, while they're with you. And then when it's their time to go, you kind of demolish the house and reuse those resources to help a different spirit. Um, so, you know, she's like, okay, so I, take me to the village that I grew up in because there's something in my house that I forgot and, like, I, I want to have it. So you, like, go back to her original village and um, find out where her house was because she doesn't really remember. And you, like, kind of talk to some villagers and you track it down. You go grab this item. You take it back. You put it in her house. You build this garden. And she's like, I want to teach you how to do some of the gardening. And she, like, shows you this new technique or whatever. And then she's like, you know, you do some other minigame stuff. And then she's like, okay, I think we need to go over this way. So you kind of, like, plot out on your map. You tell your boat to go to the certain location. Uh, the houseboat like heads there and you have some time that you just kind of wait you do some fishing you do some cooking you do some gardening you know basic maintenance and then you throw her in the rowboat when you get there and she's like okay it's my time and you like go and you head out and uh kind of like in the gameplay trailer that they showed with like the deer lady yeah uh i guess it's a guy because it has full antlers what's the deal with the deer's antlers so uh, there's kind of like a similar thing where, you know, you take the snake lady out on, you like roll into this like misty area and it's like, you know, the music's like swelling and it's like kind of, you're kind of like scared because you don't really know what's going to actually happen. And then this like, she's like, oh, they're, they're calling to me. It's time for me to go. And like the, the snake like moves forward up to the front of the boat and it like zooms way out. And you just see this, the the mist kind of forms into this giant, like, owl spirit. And it, like, opens its wings to her. And it's, like, ten times bigger than the boat. It's just this huge, like, breathless moment. And then they fade out and they're like, uh, game's coming later this year. And it's like, it's going to come out on Game Pass. It's going to come out on Switch, PC, Xbox, obviously. Probably PS4. Um, yeah. So, it, it's, like, definitely going to do it. It's definitely going to nail it. Um, I, I really liked what I played. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, I think we were talking about, uh, you know, you mentioned getting, uh, like, a, a playable demo. And I think they are shipping yeah. that out. I think there is various ways for people to go get that if they are interested. Yeah, if you've seen them at the show or anything, uh, they send you one. Uh, if you sign up for their mailing list, I think, you get one. Um, nice. So there's there's different ways to do it. Cool, cool. So, yeah, after that, I got in the longest line I had to wait for that day, which was about 45, a little less than 45 minutes for a demo of Maneater, the shark RPG. <laughs> yes. It, it uh -huh. was, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying... Okay. Uh, I was like, I was like yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, Waiting. so it's... The, the controls are kind of weird, and there's been, like the shark games like this in the past like there was different ones on like flash game websites and stuff um it's definitely building off of that but obviously it's you know 3d um so i don't like the game doesn't demo particularly well just because you're like teaching yourself how to play at first sure um yeah. but then like once you start to get that it's almost like katamari as i was definitely comparing it to katamari where it's like once you figure out this weird shit of what you're doing it's like, oh, okay, I'll just capsize this fishing boat and, like, grab the dude out of it and then, like, eat a fucking fish to get a power-up and do a speed boost and, like, knock this bigger boat, like, rub up against a bigger boat to, like, knock it over and get a guy to fall off to eat him. And, uh, just, you start doing such wacky shit, it's, it's gonna be really good. Um. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited for that. When that one comes out, uh, in 
that's like May or May, something? right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that um, was really fun. Yeah, so then I was I was kind of um, you know during the day I had I had met up with uh, Matt from Whitethorn Digital that we interviewed in uh, what well, was about a year and a half ago I guess yeah um, yeah so I was kind of talking with him about what they've been up to <clears throat> and the different stuff they had like six games at the show like they've been blowing up which yeah is really yeah, they- cool. I mean, did they still have, like, uh, Where the Bees Make Honey and stuff like that? Yeah, so Where the Bees Make Honey was in the Indie Mega Booth, because I think it's coming out on an additional system or something. I think it originally came out on Xbox as, like, an Xbox Indie. And yeah. And it's been coming out on other stuff since then. Um, so they had um, the, like, Magical Girls That Run a Cat Cafe game there. Uh, Calico. Cal- Calico? Yeah. Yeah. They had um, uh, the, like, shooter, uh, the, like... The 3D or the uh, sorry 2D top-down shooter. It's like Starcrossed. Is that what it's called? Um, I own it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to <laughs> track Saturday it down. Now. Yeah, Starcrossed. It's kind of like almost like a. Um, it's like kind of like almost like a Steven Universe style art where everybody's got like very definitive colors that classify them, and then it's kind of like a bullet hell. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Starcrossed was there. There's a couple other things um, that are upcoming. So. That was really cool to kind of meet up with them and see They've been what else going about on. Tinsel Fly game for a little bit. Tinsel Fly, yep, yep. I don't, I don't think Tinsel Fly was there, but they had a. It was part of the trailers and stuff, but yeah, it's so much going on with them. So nice. that was re- that was really yeah. cool to see and kind of catch up with them in person and everything. When we talked, Whalefall, Whalefall was one of the other ones that was there. When we talked to him last. Bombfest was just coming out. Yeah, um, yeah. Starcross was on the menu as well as Calico. Yep. But that might have been it. Yeah, now, I think... Well, um, no, Where the Bees Make Honey was already out, though. So I think they had four. And now yeah. they're sitting at, like, 12? Yeah. they. I mean, they've, they're doing really 15? well. And that's all... I mean, yeah. when we talk to them, you know, I, I think that mostly plays into the fact that they had the kind of... The console, like, the the process expertise, like, hey, we know how to get through it and and get the stuff made. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you are going to make it and we are going to release it. Like, they like the publisher platform, right? Like, they've, yeah. it, they've really got it figured out. I think it was, he had worked for, uh, did he work for Sony in, like, their testing department or something I like think that? He, I think he did. So, um it's such it's just so cool to see them doing so well i'm really happy about it yeah for sure sure Eerie, we should have him on pennsylvania yeah i want to talk to him again show, yeah. i, I kind of mentioned it to him but you know he was busy and he was seeing all kinds of other people he recognized that go to like every trade show yeah so i was like all right i'm gonna get out of your hair so i went over and i actually was able to track down somebody else i sort of tangentially knew i guess i didn't actually personally know any of the guys that were there but um you know, I knew their company pretty well. I knew some of their coworkers. Um, I tracked down Behold Studios, which was uh, showing off their uh, their game that actually had come out like two days before the show or something like that. Um, nice. It's called Out of Space. Um, so I bought a copy while I was there uh, just to have. And it's like, it's a... So you know, um, what's the, uh, the moving simulator game? Like the co-op moving game where you're like moving yeah, the boxes down the street or, or something? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, but in space. <laughs> so okay. basically, you're like space. You're like a you know you're you're astronauts basically, and you've been you're like colonists, 
that you and your friends have been sent to this outpost that's like, hey, something weird happened here. We're not sure what. Um, go ahead and get it set up so that you can <clears throat> live there. <laughs> so you show up and there's like weird like blobs and like the rooms are all depowered and you have to like set things up and they don't have atmosphere and shit. And it's like a like a kind of a fast paced um, co-op game where you like you and the other players are really rapidly trying to okay, we need beds because we're going to get tired, so go set up the bed. Uh, we need something to eat. Uh, create a botanical garden so we can harvest potatoes. And it's like, you're just like trying to do this shit on the fly, and it's like, it's really funny. Like, there's a lot of opportunities for it to just go really weird, you know? Uh-huh. Like any kind of... Um, yeah, any of these style you know, of games. Co-op, sure. kind of cartoony games. Um, so it, I, I actually... Uh, it was at like 5.56... So, like, everybody in the show floor was, like, starting to close down. And I was talking to these guys. And, and the, you know, the one dude was like, uh, hey, do you think we have time for another demo? And there's, like, nobody else there. It was just me and the developers, basically. And he was like, well, the game's not really good unless there's, like, three people. So we were just kind of sitting there looking at each other. And then they're like, okay, yeah, let's play. So then I just played it with the developers. Nice. Which was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So they were like, obviously they knew how to do everything, but they were like doing dumb stuff intentionally and being like, oh no, this crazy thing just happened. So I had to like <laughs> fix it, you know, because they were like just making sure I saw everything that the game had to offer, which was, uh, this is really good. It was kind of weird to control on controller because this is a, it's PC only for now. Uh-huh. So it's, they had a couple controllers to play as I'm like, okay, in real life I would definitely just do this on keyboard and mouse. Uh-huh. But, uh, it, it was really fun and I was like, I was like, yeah, I've been following your, all your guys' games that you've been making and everything. And, you know, I, I went to school with Ronaldo, and they're all like, oh, dude, Ronaldo, yeah, he's, he's doing great. I'm like, so we were kind of talking about him a little bit. So cool. that was that was cool. Yeah. And, yeah, we, so then there was, uh, we there did was some review, more panels. Go ahead. We did have a, um interview with Ronaldo a while back as well, too. Yeah, I think we've talked to him a couple times, maybe. Um, I think we have, like, a formal interview with him, and then I think we had him on, like, a segment at one point, maybe to talk about like e3 or something yeah maybe or game awards i can't remember but uh um yeah it was it was a cool i feel like i've never experience. been there though i feel like every time yeah, it seems like it's him, always i'm me, not yeah. there <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, i don't know anyhow I, I think he was a good like sub in at one point because he had just had some free time where he was yeah. i think he was in between jobs so i could just there was several times where i could just have him on mm-hmm. um but yeah, that was Definitely. that was really cool. I had a good time there. Cool. Uh, so, did you pick up anything else aside from what was it, Out of Space? Yeah, I was trying not to buy too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I bought Out of Space, and I got a couple like demo copies of stuff. Um, let me look at my library here real quick. Um, didn't see them there, but I did get a free copy of Yes, Your Grace from. Uh, the studio no more robots which is like a medieval like kingdom management but it's from a very like rpg point of view so it's, you're not like building buildings or anything um it's kind of almost like uh uh reigns the uh like mobile card game okay um yeah i think so yeah. i remember us talking about this one. yeah there had been like a demo for this too yeah so that was cool 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 all right man um yeah, yeah. Sounds like it was a 
pretty eventful day at uh, at PAX. I mean, even though you didn't sure. get to do like every big, I didn't thing get to do the like yeah, I didn't get to do the big stuff. But it definitely was like I got to really hunker down and do like the shit I wanted to do, right? Yeah, some of the cooler like indie stuff. Talk to some of the people. Like getting to play the game with the developers. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. real cool. For sure. Alright, um, so moving beyond PAX East, we did have Goody on last week. Uh, what have you been playing since, Goody? Um, it's been kind of a slow week. I haven't played too much. I'm playing um, a lot of uh, Teppen. Teppen, if uh, well, if you haven't heard of Tep, Teppen's a mobile card game um, developed by Gung Ho Studios, which I'm not really... Hmm. I know they're a Japanese studio. They have the license from Capcom to make a... Uh, uh, card game, kind of like um, Hearthstone or or Magic kind of like game, um, but it's pretty interesting because it's more f- it's fast paced and the game plays in real time. There are no turns in the game. Um, the game the matches never last longer than five minutes, so it's a really good like little mobile game. Which I don't play too much mobile games, but this one has really caught my attention. Probably mainly because of the Capcom license. Um, you play with uh, with heroes, so reuse in the game from Street Fighter or you can play with Mega Man or um, who are the Resident Evil Jills in the game from Resident Evil or Albert Wesker. Um, mm-hmm. They just came out with a uh, a new character this week. They came out with Zero for the Mega Man X series. Um, so I've been checking him out a little bit, um, and it's really cool. I've been nice. playing a little bit of that. Um, okay, so yeah, it's just basically Capcom's uh, uh, like card game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't develop it. They have the they gave the license out. Um, yeah, but the 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 art's really cool. If you see any of the art, caught my attention and stuff. But yeah, yeah, the art. I I really like the way that the like, of course, the characters like move and whatnot. Just yeah. like their movements are super good. Yeah. Um. So they yeah they came out with a new character this week and uh they've been doing a really good job of like keeping up with the game. It feels like every other month there's a there's a new character with new cards, and somehow it pulls me back into to checking things out. Um, and speaking of a game that keeps pulling me out, the, the other game I've been playing is Destiny 2. Um, there's a, a new season starting next week, and this season I've just kind of, like, fell off a little bit playing. Um, yeah. But, and I keep, keep telling myself I gotta come back, I gotta come back, and the, the issue with Destiny right now is every season they're, they want you to play because there's, there's weapons that get rotated out. Um, so if you didn't play last season, you don't have, you didn't get some of these good weapons, they go away and you don't, you don't, that you won't be able to retrieve the, get them anyway next time, next season. Um, so I've just been, I've been grinding all week, just trying to get everything that I've, uh, missed. And, uh, from the last season. And somehow this, I, this, this game always pulls me back. Um, I always, I have like a love hate relationship where I'll, I'll fall off on it. And then something, I'll see something, and it'll pull me back into playing the gameplay. And it, Bungie does such a good get job with their first-person shooters and how how they feel. Um, and that's yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Just getting what's, gearing up for uh, next season. Yeah, what's what's up with next season? Um, Have they really announced too much? Uh, they haven't said too much. The big thing that's going that's coming back next season is uh, Trials of Osiris, which uh, Trials of Osiris is the the PvP like pinnacle like if for PVE if like raids are like the pinnacle activity for PVE players like you you uh-huh. do everything to 
for PvE, PvP's pinnacle is Trials of Osiris, which is a 3v3 um, elimination style like game, and it's very sweaty. Uh, requires a lot of uh, uh, a lot of co team communication and stuff like that, and, and the PvP community has been been trying to get it back because it went they had trials at the beginning of destiny 2 but something didn't feel right it was it was different from the from destiny 1 um and i think about about some mid last year they took it away and there was no word on whether it was coming back they they took it away indefinitely because they wanted to work on some things and they finally revealed that it's coming back this season and it seems like it's going to be classic D1 style trials, which everybody loved, and uh, that community is really happy right now about it. Nice. Cool. So that's yeah, that's gonna be the big thing, and of course, I mean, every season there's a battle pass coming out with new stuff. There, there's also a they haven't gone too far into what the story is because every season's got its own um, story that it's going through, and I think they've been trying to hold it a little close to the chest lately so they don't spoil too much. Mm -hmm. Um, so there will be, of course, new weapons and. A new do season they, pass and stuff. Do they have like a full fleshed out roadmap, or at this point are they just kind of going off the cuff and uh, flows? There is a small roadmap um, right now, but on the roadmap you'll see you'll see that it says and more. So there's a couple things on there that I feel like they're not showing. Okay. Um, are, right now are they, they have, at the are they at are they still on the roadmap or are they at the and more section? Uh, well, no, the, the, I'm sorry, the roadmap that I'm talking about is the, the next season's roadmap, and they're showing, like, oh, on March 10th, this will be coming out, the 21st oh, okay. of April, this will be coming out. Um. Yeah, yeah, I was meaning, like, overall for Destiny as a game. Um, no, they don't have a roadmap in that sense, for, like, okay. an over, they just have, they have a roadmap for, like, what the, the current season is this... gonna look like. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious on like where where they go from here when they're done with um, Destiny 2's, uh, you know, all of their planned things that they want to do. I mean, I would imagine. I mean, the speculation has always been uh, there's going to be a Destiny 3 at some point. Um, maybe, probably next gen, whenever that'll be. Um, I would speculate we probably have... Another year of the seasons going on. Um, so another, they've been, every season is kind of like a smaller expansion that they've been doing. Um, and the seasons last about like three months. So okay. I would say we, we have, yeah, yeah, I would say we probably have another two seasons left in this, in this map. I don't know, in this uh, year. I don't know if they'll do, typically what they've done is there's one big uh, calendar drop in the year. Um, one big like expansion update, and then smaller seasons in between. Um, I think in September we got Shadows. Uh, what was it called? I can't remember. Uh, we got the big expansion last September. Um, so I would imagine we're gonna have like one more season, a couple, two more seasons, and then the big expansion, and then maybe from there we'll see where we go. How the how next gen gets rolled out. And I would typically, I I would see uh, Destiny three in the future, because this game is getting so big, it can't, they can't withstand everything that they keep adding to this game. Okay, yeah, and I think they've expressed interest in wanting to continue. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the, the so, IP is theirs now, and um, this is going to be their baby. 
it always just makes me wonder because it's like they were very much the studio that was like we don't want to do this forever so it always makes me wonder like i wonder what they're sitting down and looking at you know like what are they thinking about are they going you know are, are they do they want to keep doing this for the time being or you know do do we think that they possibly have uh, they're having those meetings like, hey, what else can we do? What else um, looks interesting? I know they're in. They're in. There's another uh, project that they're working on, um, that is not Destiny related, but I don't. They haven't expressed too much as to how large that is. I forgot who it was that they were. They they partnered with. I don't know if it was Tencent, maybe one of these companies. Um, but they have a, they have another IP that they're working on. But I would I would imagine at least we get one more Destiny three coming out. Yeah, you don't spend that much money on the on the IP that uh, to buy from Activision without yeah some bigger plans for it. Right, right, of course. All right, cool, man. Um, and rounding it out for me um i haven't been doing much of anything i've been doing upkeep on the website uh over on yep. mammothgamesinc.com um you can go over there you can check out some reviews grim he's been doing a ton of reviews i did the blood roots review last week um we have that stuff uh from filter and his packs covered so go check it out we appreciate all that over there uh, aside from that what i have been playing is uh just getting back to playing borderlands 3 and playing as uh mo's trying to finish off trying to finish off the story as we have uh um what is it is it love guns and tentacles, tentacles. coming out mm-hmm. yeah um i'm interested in checking that out and i realized i haven't even checked out the first dlc yet because i beat it with a character that I was like man i'm not excited to play this character um so it kind of made uh kind of made it rough but uh you know it, it is really fun I'm still, like, it's always exciting to get, you know, the different, you know, different guns, load out your character very different. This character, Moe's, she has um, a lot of different routes that you can go. You can go, like, unlimited ammo, so you never have to reload, which is pretty cool. Um, she also has, like, a, a, like, an insane splash damage that she can do, so it just hits everyone around her. So, uh, splashback Moe's is... Uh, is the route that I've that I've been looking at. It's kind of it, it's been fun. Uh, nothing new though, so I haven't really been um, digging into anything. Um, like even Apple Arcade wise, I've been wanting to play uh, Oceanhorn, but I haven't sat down and like sunk the time into that. Um, but yeah, that pretty much I think wraps up everything we've been playing. As I mentioned, guys, go check out the website mammothgamesinc.com. Um, go ahead and tag that heart button and look for in the future. Uh, a member section where you'd be able to of course uh comment and things like that all the shares and uh you know um tags on social media are appreciated you can check that out facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc where you can chat with us on the daily about everything that we're going to pretty much talk about here anyway um so uh you know make your voice heard and let us know what you think about it as well so uh you know when we go live uh over on twitter at mammoth games inc um sharing a few different things over there trying to uh chat with some different interesting people um but why don't we go ahead and jump into the games releasing all right so march 9th to march 15th is what we're looking at uh wednesday the 11th we got our first game coming out 
Ori and the Whill of the Wisps. Whill. So this is the follow-up to Ori and the Dark Forest? Ori and the... Blind Forest. Blind Forest. Blind, the dark, what's the difference? <laughs> Damn, this forest can't see shit! This forest <laughs> is not doing well. So, um, you know, it's kind yeah. of like a action platform. It really reminds me of, like, Rayman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks cool, but it's not something that I've ever jumped into. I don't remember. Have you played it, Felder? I have played it, because the best place to check these out is, of course, on either Xbox or PC Game Pass, where yeah. it'll be coming out day one. Um, yeah, I wasn't super into it. I don't really like platformers, because I don't have, like, super good precision, like, control ability. Yeah, you're all over the place. You you, yeah. you, you adopt the spray and pray mm-hmm. mentality for pretty right. much everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I live my life, spray and pray method. Yeah. So um, use a urinal next to him. Yeah, right. It's it. I mean, it it's like it hits with the force of a fire hose, <laughs> and it sprays like a motherfucker. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's it's a good follow up. I mean, Ori again is one of those games that's just really like good looking. They made it in Dreams, so it looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you somebody did. It's, yeah, somebody probably a, made Ori right in now. Dreams. It's there. Microsoft's yeah. out here with the lawsuit pending. Yeah, right now. Um. Now. Yeah. So um. That's the only game coming out on uh, Wednesday the 11th. On Friday the 13th, Spooky, uh, we got two games dropping. Uh, okay. One is My Hero 1's Justice 2, which is, of course, a My Hero <laughs> Academia sequel. Uh, coming game. out for PS4, Xbox, Switch from Bandai and Namcam. Why didn't they just use a different name? Uh, they didn't need to yeah. put make it My Hero 1 Justice 2. My it's- Hero 2's Justice would have been good. Yeah. No, it, it literally anything would have been fine. Yeah. My Hero Academia, colon, the game, colon, two. It could have been Justice 2, a My Hero Academia game. It could have, it, yeah, I don't know. It could have been a lot of things. Been, it could have been a lot of things. But here we are. We're living in this world with all these ones and fucking twos. Yeah. So as we were looking at this ahead of the show, we were like, did Bandai Namco just make, like, one game, like, mechanics like 20 years ago and have just been putting new art on it for 10 years pretty much and we figured out yes it's the same game with the skin they've been selling you they're selling you skins that's i guess that's fine you know the fan base is like you know they're they're just it reminds me of like how i feel about like ninja turtles you're just happy that they're doing something with it you know yeah yeah just got this is definitely something that like you're getting this because you're a fan. It reminds right. me of like a lot of the Dragon Ball Z or like the Naruto games, where it's like, it's not actually a good game. It's just like interesting because it's the thing you like. <laughs> yeah. So all right, that's fine, and I guess. Then the last one, of course, uh, same day, Friday the th- uh, Friday March thirteenth for PS4, Neo Two coming from Team Ninja. Probably the biggest one of the week. Yeah. 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 I know. Good year. It's looking really big. good too. You're a pretty big Neo fan. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, Neo is a, uh, it's a Souls, I guess, Soulsborne kind of game, if mm. that, uh, if that genre yeah. exists. Um, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's a faster pace than, if you're not into Dark Souls, uh, this is much faster, much faster pace. Kind of like Sekiro that came out last year, only I didn't like that one as much, just because I thought Neo was a little better and I've been waiting for Neo 2 um might be just the samurai setting and everything but uh the game looks fantastic 
Uh, what were you saying? All the uh, the spirit animals and stuff. The weird little spirit yep. animals are great. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the art style really, really, really reminds me of Onimusha. Yep. Yeah. It, Every it really single does. thing I see, it's it, it's like I don't want to say this is like a spiritual hey, successor. Th- this is a spiritual successor, <laughs> Onimusha. But it is. If there was one, and this was it, it would make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, who are you playing as in Neo Two? In Neo Two, I'm not even sure. Because I you think can't you get to create the same guy from the first game. Well, no, I believe you create your own character in this game, dude. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, for for me, this is something that like I'm probably gonna look into. Like, I played Neo One. I didn't play it enough, but at this point, I'm like, do I go back and play Neo One just to you know get through all of that and then? you know, potentially burn myself out or do I just wait for Neo 2? Uh, you know, instead of going back and playing all the stuff that I've probably already played because I don't really remember what's going on. And Oh my good God. You know, it's, I don't know. Just it, it seems like a whole thing. I just looked up the uh, Wikipedia article for Neo 1. <laughs> Set during a fictionalized version of the year 1600, the plot follows the journeys of William, an Irish sailor who pursues the sorcerer Edward Kelly... Into the final battles of the Sengoku period <laughs> of Tokugawa Ayetsu's efforts to unify Japan, uh, uh-huh. complicated by the emergence of yokai. <laughs> cool. Those are that was that was not a made of sentence. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, despite don't let that scare you off because the game the game it looks really good. The gameplay from the first one's really good. We know that we already know that. So mm. you know, oh, it's the a prequel. Game they're gonna build. Yeah. Oh, Wait, this one's a prequel? It's a prequel, prequel. It's a prequel to Neo1. We're learning okay. so much today. Then I think you could just jump right into this one. I don't think. For sure. Okay. Um, okay, I won't feel bad about it. Yeah, I'm waiting for this know, one. I, I love the combat in this game. Um, mm. With the variable yeah, they, weapons and stuff. They just did a um, like last chance demo. Interesting. Uh, I think that was on the. Yeah, I think it came out like a week ago. Yeah, I'm not sure if mm. that's still up, but if it is, you're interested. For sure, check this one yeah, out. You check it out. Release on the 13th. I haven't played that because I know I'm going to pick it up anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, moving right along, we do have um, a few freebies, typical freebies. Of course, head over to the Epic Game Store right now, and you can pick up um, Offworld Trading Company as well as Gone. Nice. Um, those two are available from March 12th, or free now until March 12th, and whereas March 12th. Um, there will be three other games coming out. Oh so you can God. check all that out over on the Epic Game Store. They are just padding those numbers for your library. They want your library, they want you to be able to just scroll. Like really hard, just a hard downward scroll and still not be able to see the end of it. Um, as well, I think there is the closed beta for uh, Spellbreakers, which is kind of like a Battle Royale uh, mm-hmm. mage game, which you can go check out. I think to get a key, you just have to go over to their Discord and uh, basically look around. You'll find one. Yeah. Um, but uh, nothing too notable. I think some of the other... One of the more ridiculous things that I saw, of course, for this week is you can get the Tifa Dynamic Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake Never theme right. for your PS4. Um, you can get that, uh, not through any video game or yada yada, uh, but if you buy two Butterfingers... <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You heard it here first. 
Go two. buy a couple but go find a place that still sells Butterfingers. Okay. <laughs> for, which is gonna take you a little bit. Speedway. And um <laughs> and then I think you have to have you have to like sign up for something and put in some codes and they're like, here's a dynamic theme that you're not gonna want. Wait, do you specifically have to buy two butterfingers? It's two butterfingers. Let let, let me look. Um now, do these have to be purchased at the same time? No, you just need to get two codes off of two wrappers and then put them into, like, a website. That's that's weird. You know, you yeah. can just look at them in line and take a picture of the code. <laughs> <laughs> you don't well, have to buy it. <laughs> with that, you can just eat the Butterfinger there and then leave. That's true. <laughs> I do that before oh, work God, every that's, day. That's fucked up. Um... <laughs> How did the folks at Square Enix line up with Butterfingers? <laughs> well, I think it's like I think it's a they secret a like friend. code. Because why would the two Butterfingers get you Tifa? I don't. <laughs> I think they're saying two, and I think they're saying two in the stink. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure it's Butterfingers. I'm not insane. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's God. what the Final Fantasy VII remake Butterfingers Tifa dynamic theme Tifa dynamic theme looks like. I don't want to see it. Honestly. Uh, yeah. No, I'm worried we're gonna about see it. it. We're gonna hold your eyes open. Buddy, um, anybody? God damn it! Are there are there Butterfingers in Final Fantasy VII? Did I forget? Oh, dude, it's a product <laughs> placement thing. Yeah, you have to when you're when you heal. It's not potions. It's Butterfingers. Cloud's going to be like, oh, good thing I have this Butterfingers. <laughs> Thank God I brought this Butterfingers. <laughs> and he, like, holds it up. It's chocolatey and crunchy. Game better with Butterfinger. Gamers. Butterfinger. Uh, okay, also, a Butterfinger is, like, the worst thing you can eat while playing a game. You're not going to be able to hear anything. <laughs> just melted chocolate running down your forearm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> chewing, chocolate. just like, it's like chewing tortilla chips as loudly as possible while you're trying to watch a movie. Okay, so Square Enix partnered with Ferrico US, uh, USA the cho- uh, the for a chocolatey promotion, says Games Radar. Jeez. Final Fantasy VII fans who purchase two Butterfingers, Baby Ruth, or Crunch Bars at retailers um, of choice then uh, head to this legitimate URL, ButterfingerFF7R.com. I'm not clicking that. Um, <laughs> to send... Pictures of your receipt for the candy. Okay, excuse me. You send a picture of the receipt. So, I, it even goes back to a Mitch Hepburn joke about donuts and receipts. It just... Okay. Um, I never thought of the instance I'd have to prove that I bought a Butterfinger. Yeah. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. <laughs> oh man, it's it's a weird one. Uh, but if you are diehard in need of that Tifa Final Fantasy VII dynamic theme for your PlayStation Four, uh, Butterfinger. I'm pretty sure you go buy a Butterfinger. The the finger, <laughs> the finger will tell you all about it. Butterfinger X Final Fantasy is not a graphic I'd ever thought I'd see. <sighs> Jesus, I wish I never had to see it. <laughs> I'm glad you had to hear about it though. <laughs> I'm glad that was not spoiled for me until this moment. Yeah, I'm gonna double chug both of the Butterfingers and swallow them like a snake. Unlock your DLC with Butterfingers, Baby Ruth, or Crunch. Baby, uh, who's out here eating Baby Ruths? <laughs> <laughs> if I see somebody buy a Baby Ruth, I'm gonna call the police. 
Oh man. They're what, what, that's just a payday covered in covered in chocolate, <laughs> chocolate. right? <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Paydays are okay. It's like a fancy payday. I mean, I don't know about that. They just dip it in Ooh, chocolate. There's nothing fancy about uh, that. I wish I was in that pitch meeting. All right, yeah. Let's let's just stop this madness and get on to the the, the news for the week. Is there anything God, else more important it. than that? You're right. Let's call <laughs> it here. That was folks. it. Okay. Was, thanks thanks for it. listening. All right. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima uh, finally has a release date. Yeah. We thought it was going to be a PS5 game. Turns out yeah. they're doubling down. They're going to get you on PS4 and PS5. That's what uh, it looks like. June 26th. Uh, they talked about the um, Standard Edition, Digital Deluxe, and Collector's Edition, all with a new story trailer. Mm, yeah. Some pretty good stuff there. The really? game looks really, really, really good. And it's weird that we mm-hmm. went straight from Neo 2 to this because yep. it is very similar. It's going to be a very different game, obviously. Yeah. But, like, it, I don't want to say Neo didn't do a good job graphically because they did a fantastic job. But this this might be, too, like, too, it, they pushed it even further graphically. It yeah. just it looks amazing. Um. You don't need a, to go buy Butterfingers or anything like that. Hmm. Um, if, you, if you buy 746 you Butterfingers, you get Ghost of Tsushima for yeah, free. Yeah. If you hey. if you get seven toaster strudels, nope. you hey. too. Okay. That's not Down bad. For that. I'm going to put a toaster in my cube at work. The, the, the codes are inside the pastry. Oh yeah! After you, you uh, after around. you eat it, yeah, you have to pull out a piece of paper that will come out in your stool. <laughs> It's, it's like a like fortune a cookie. Golden, it's like a golden <laughs> ticket, but it wipes on the way. It's out. like it's a reverse golden ticket. It's like trying to get some roughage in your diet because they know you're not eating healthy. Yeah. All right. So they have a few editions: digital, deluxe edition, the special edition. Which I see that there's a difference, but it looks like they're the same price. Hmm. So that's weird. Um, and then there's the collector's edition, which actually comes with a mask and a stand. So like that lower half mask. Uh, that the character wears in a lot of the trailers. Oh um, yeah, it looks super sick. It was it looks like an oni mask or something, right? Um, but the cost for that collector's edition for that mask for all the extra bells and whistles will set you back about one hundred and seventy bucks. So pretty steep for a game you're going to probably be buying a PS Five as well. Nice, but still cool. Uh, it, it was out of. Kind of like kind of out of left field. They're like, oh, no news today. Well, our game's coming out. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's the way it felt. Um, <clears throat> do you think that this would have been announced at PAX East? Maybe had they had been there. Maybe. Yeah. Because that is somewhere where they pulled out, right? Right. So. Right. Cool. Uh, moving along, uh, we got some also random news uh, that involve kind of involves Sony. Um, Last of Us television show in the works at HBO. That one's a pretty big one. So pretty big. Like it, yeah, I'm uh, something you would know more about. Yeah, so um, Craig Mazin, who was the writer on the all three Hangover movies, <laughs> and also the writer for the uh, is it award winning? I don't know the I believe award winning. Um, uh, Chernobyl miniseries on if Amazon. It, if it didn't win an award, we just gave it. I'm, I'm about to get one, award. right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, Neil Druckmann himself, 
the Druckmaster, is coming over to help with the adaptation of The Last of Us for TV. The Druck. I don't um, even obviously know. They, they haven't cast anybody. God, Neil Druckmann's just beautiful, isn't he? It, it is really, really weird. I don't, I don't like this photo of him. It's freaking me uh, out. It kind of looks a little Elijah Woodish. <laughs> the Wood and the Druck. Gotta be real with you. That's a show. The, ne- the Wood and the Druck. The Wood and the Druck. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty big. We don't have literally any information on it. There's really from, nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just that... Craig Mason and uh, Neil Druckmann are... That they're doing it is what this announcement is. So people have been showing, like, casting ideas and stuff. Like, none of that's confirmed. Yeah, none of that's real. Yeah. If it's John Berthnall, I'm going to freak the fuck out. I wouldn't If he plays Joel, I'll be so mad. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's a couple people I'd be down with. Like, ultimately, I want to see something different. Like, I really don't want to see a retelling of the game. Because I just don't think it'll work. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, you you do you want them to pick up where we maybe left it, off? Maybe a filler in between the two games. Well, it's not going to have time to come out. Like no, I just want them to do something totally different. So I guess I think we do know that it's about Joel and it, Ellie, right? It ha- yeah, it ha- it literally has to be a retelling of the first game, right? They didn't know each other before that. We know. Well, the story it could be separate stories that are leading. It could be separate stories that are leading to when they meet, maybe. And, like, the final scene of the show is them meeting or something. That could be. Yeah. That, that could be okay. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, a lot of options here. I wonder um, I wonder what they're kicking around. Seeing Druckmann in there, I, I imagine he wants to tell that story, though. Probably. Yeah. He's like, like now's my chance to win Miami. <laughs> it, it, yeah, there was, like, hey, we got a lot of, like, traction in the gamer community. Let's see what we can do in the... Yeah daytime television i mean there are there is also know. the thing too of like um witcher probably being the the first really big successful adaptation that's which, wild to me obviously it's an adaptation of a book but I, I think the games were the main thing that are popular in the u.s yeah so out of, out of all of the things that could have been like all of the games that could have been made like made for television it, yeah. it was the witcher that it took this long and it was The Witcher. Because we've had a lot of good stories along the way. It's crazy yeah. to me. I mean, Witcher's deserving. I really like The Witcher. It just... It, it took a long time. Hell yeah. It's weird. Alright. So, moving along. Um, new Star Wars information? Kind of? Yeah, so... Um... So we kind of, I believe we talked on the show a couple weeks ago about Jason Schreier talking about the multiple waves of cancellations from EA of different Star Wars games. Yes. Um, Obviously following Star Wars 1313, which was, I think, in production outside of EA. But um, basically, uh, like the EU PlayStation Network accidentally reported that a... Star Wars project was being revealed or something. Um, Yeah, the actual leak itself is... Yeah, the PSN release automatically picked up... Hey, the European PSN added a pre-order for Star Wars Project Maverick. Um, And, you know, Jason Schreier in the comments here is... Somebody asked, um, is this one of the ones you were talking about? He says, yes. Is this the smaller, unusual project you referenced? Yes. So... It's that, but yeah, uh, yeah it's obviously it doesn't have a release date or anything. They haven't like come in to confirm or say anything about it. So, was it taken down already? 
Okay. Yeah, the, the it, it looks like they relinked from the Kotaku article to a, like a yep. PSN releases thing where Jason Schreier was commenting on. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you know, you know, they're gonna with the success of um, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. It's it's like it, it, like everyone is moving forward, like full steam, like full steam ahead. Let's get everyone uh, like working at EA on a Star Wars title. One of them has to do well, right? Like that's <laughs> so gonna be definitely something that someone likes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it, we'll have to wait and see kind of what happens with it, I guess, but... Yeah. Alright. So, we also got a look at one of uh, Riot's games that they're working on. They're working on a lot of games, right? They yeah, have a fighting got... game, they have their standard yeah. games. Uh, this is their shooter. Yep. So, uh, Valorant? Don't like the name. Nope. Not a fan. Um, it's it sounds like a roller coaster. It does. Come ride the Valorant. Yeah. So we're 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 gonna have to wait to see more. But basically, what it sounds like is it is a Overwatch mixed with why do I keep forgetting the name? Counter Strike. Counter Strike. Counter Watch. It's very it's very much Counter Strike. Everything I see from this, I, I see. Well, the like no respawning. So like when you die in a match, you're dead. Mm. Yeah, that's Counter Strike. That's Counter Strike. Like, and I, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really, really dislike about Counter Strike is the way that the guns do not react. Mm. It like I see this guy shooting, and it, there's not like movement. It's just. Yeah. You know the bullets are coming out of the gun. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, like you can definitely, you know, there can definitely be some possibility here for some good things to happen. But yeah, it could uh, be cool. It, but I it's just yeah, like you were saying, it'll probably pick up. People yeah. will probably love it. It's not my thing. I mean, right now there's alpha footage, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah so, pre-alpha. What I'm hoping is that it develops into. Um, like, like I, it, th- this could be fine, but mm-hmm. it really, really need. There needs to be some sort of reaction, some sort of like, like reaction to the way the guns fire, reaction to the way that your characters do things. The animated, the animations are really like stoic. Well, yeah, right now it's not at this uh, uh, visceral as it needs to be. Like, yeah, I just I, I think it seems really like lightweight and floaty right now, yeah. for sure. And and so and some of the things like I don't know it it could be fun this could be something that's really cool um, you know I, I don't want to speak too too soon about it right. but uh, you know we'll we'll see we'll see I mean either way it's like it's one of those things that's like highly unlikely this is going to be my thing yeah so already I'm kind of down on it to begin with just because it's like you know. it's all PV yeah it's all PVP yeah. yeah you're you're immediately out. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I like League of Legends a lot. Um, Yeah, well, that's not your typical, uh, like, it's it's, not a shooter as well. Right, yeah, I mean, it's it's all PvP, but, you know, I I don't know. I was hoping that it would be something like, hey, Overwatch with um, League of Legends characters, like, the more ranged type characters. Yeah. Um, 
You know, there are characters with guns. There are characters with bows. There are characters with hovering like daggers. I mean, yeah, there there's long-range characters that they could be using. I feel like um, for something like this, though, they're going to ultimately start pulling in some people from their universe, right? You would there's think, no but this is a completely gonna... different setting. Yeah, so th- they'll probably have skins that make you look like League of Legends characters, but... Um, it's a completely different time period, completely different world. It looks like a all different, different characters IP. currently, different IP. Yeah. So, don't know. But, huh. but like you said, there definitely be skins and stuff from those characters. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. I mean, their main way that they make money is through skins. So, that's yeah. that's definitely why I see that happening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just it's just gonna be something that's not on my it's radar. Something. You know. Yeah. We'll probably I'll probably end up checking it out just to see what it's all about on on release yeah. or you know like whenever I can, uh, but it looks like it still is going to be quite a while. A little bit of a while, yeah. 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 Um, probably not as long of a wait. Uh, Skater XL is uh, of course like a skateboarding simulation game. I talk a lot about um, Session, uh, which is um, kind of the one that came out first a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys were on uh, the Microsoft E3 stage saying, yeah. hey, we're coming to Xbox. Um, Skater XL, randomly, was like, hey, we're coming to PS4. <laughs> yep, we kind of so, saw that coming, huh? Super, super <laughs> weird. Like, the, the games are very, very similar, but they do their controls in a slightly different way. That mm-hmm. way, if you play one of them, and then you try to play the other one, it just fucks you up a little bit. Yep. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, but, you know, both of them are really about providing, uh, like, the simulation. Um, Skater XL, you can download their original game, just Skater, on mobile. Uh, well, on um, iOS. And, uh, you know, it, it's pretty much like playing with, like, tech decks. Like, finger, like a finger skateboard or whatever, like I have right here. Um, nice. And it, it's kind of that's kind of how that plays out. And they're like, "Why? Well, I there's a really big market for that on like PC and console as well. Like, obviously, it's not doing anything. So, uh, yeah, these guys just kind of picked up. It's definitely not your Tony Hawk game. It's definitely not even like Skate. It's it's something completely different. Um, when will we see this uh, on console? Probably not soon. Yeah. Uh, but you can get it uh, right now on Steam Early Access, which is pretty cool. Uh, fairly cheap. They run deals on it all the time. I haven't looked in a while. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty you know, pretty fun stuff. And for me, I was like, hey, that's awesome. Like, I, I want to see. Them. I, ideally, I would like to see both of them on uh, like all systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to like widen that search so people can decide you know what's right for them and what's not but doing it this way is actually good for both of the companies because now it's like the xbox players are playing this playstation players are playing this it's like i guess it kind of incites a little bit of a rivalry um but but also uh, like neither one's missing out right both of them are getting their sales you both have a yeah right it's not like oh skater is skater is better, so we're buying everyone on all consoles is buying skater, right? Um, so it gives them both a chance to succeed, knowing that they're both pretty small, like under twenty five people working at uh, both mm-hmm. studios. So, 
Um, pretty good work. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the market can support multiples of kind of like a niche thing like that. Yeah. Um, so that'll be... It's cool that they, they're both... They both got a built-in base to be choosing from, and they both have support from, you know, publisher uh, uh, console level. So Yeah, yeah. And um, the, like, it, it's weird. The modding community um, really, really, really is supported um, for Skater XL. Mm. Like, they're like, hey, and if you guys are going to be modding the game, download this patch here. It'll make it easier for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild to me. Uh, they're like, please just go ahead and break it, and you know, create your own assets and bring them into game using like the tools that are kind of provided a little bit right here. And yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. If you're f- following their Discord, there's someone every day uploading something new that yeah, you can either download that's or whatever. Awesome. So I wonder how that'll transfer to console. Probably not at all, but yeah, it's still pretty cool. All right. Uh, follow up on that uh, Total War Three Kingdoms is getting another DLC already um, it seems like they've been pumping these out like every two three months something Good like that God, yeah yeah um, I feel like we so, just talked about the last one yeah the, I think the last one came out the end of January Good God, yeah. uh, so this next one is coming out March 19th it is called A World Betrayed um, so it's a new start time um, basically the the concept here is that um, you are the children of the people that started this conflict. So it's like, you know, we never had a chance to live in this safe, stable world. We've All we've basically known is warfare. So, you know, now it's time for us to carry on our father's legacies and see if we can end this war, which, of course, is, you know, historical. Like, um, you know, this was a war that lasted for multiple generations, and there wasn't a winner declared until, you know, 100 years later. Yeah. So, um, definitely should be really interesting. It's offering a new start date, which is cool. Um, one of the main things that they're really doing is filling in the south of the map by adding in a couple new factions. Um, they're adding in fan favorite factions uh, led by uh, Lu Bu, who's probably one of the most famous people from this time period. And uh, Sun Se is actually getting in. Uh, kind of a, a different way to play than he has traditionally had because he was one of the most famous people, but his father, son, John, um, you know, if you're, if you choose to play as the, as that group, typically son, John will make it for a long time, you know, and he'll, he'll end up dying of old age or in battle late in life. And in reality, he died pretty quickly and his son had to take over. So, um, you know, this is, uh, basically trying to rectify that there are, 13 playable factions in total. So that's in this new time period, whether that's new or pre-existing. New unique battlefield units, new faction mechanics, new events and story missions, new legendary characters, new story events, uh, a brand new 194 CE start date. So a little bit later, but not the latest that they have. The ones they talk about specifically are obviously Lubu. Um, They kind of talk about what his faction will play like Sunsei. They talk about some of his stuff that's going on. You'll be able to continue playing as Sao Tsao, Liu Bei, Yuan Shao, Yuan Shu, Liu Bao, Zhang Yan, Zhang Zhang, uh, Gong Sung Zan, Kong Rong, and Ma Tang. So several, again, like fan favorites coming back. So should be cool. And it's uh, again, it's going to be kind of a smaller uh, DLC than the last one was, but they're just continuing to kind of fill in the timeline, fill in the map, 
um, kind of get the game up to what's ultimately going to be its you know purest form when they're done with all the DLCs. For sure. Nice. So this is going to cement that you're going to play this for the next hundred years, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Children are like my have children to, will have to carry on my battle. Carry on your legacy. Cool. <laughs> cool. My adopted right. son will come in and assassinate me in the middle of the day or whatever. That used to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually uh, what, like, Lubu's whole main storyline is that he gets adopted by, like, the this one, like, dickhead warlord, and then he just kills him and takes over his empire. It's pretty dope. Filtercord died like he lived, pooping. Yeah, on the toilet. Yeah, Elvis style. Alright, so we did get word that Marvel is... Uh, there's going to be a Marvel game, an open-world action RPG. Surprise, it's for mobile. Finally. Um, so that was, uh, you know, kind of a surprising little bit. Um, it, they, they, they dropped a trailer where it shows Captain America, you know, beating the shit out of some creatures, I guess, that are running amok in the streets. Um, and he looks up and he sees literally the same city kind of folded inception style on top of itself and spider-man swings in he takes down a few of them and uh then uh captain marvel comes in she blasts a few of them they're all fighting dr strange he's obviously the reason that the world is kind of rolling on itself um he's doing his thing and then like a punk spider-man comes out and you know it just you know things just kind of keep progressing. They just kind of keep getting worse. More enemies start coming. Everyone's kind of fighting together. You see uh, all those, like, um, like kind of like from uh, in-game, you know, all those, like, rifts that Doctor Strange creates. Heroes are just pouring through them. Tons of heroes. All different kinds and, and styles. Um, it looks really cool. And then um, they remind you it's a mobile game. And then you're like, e, okay, hey. that's going to be rough. Um what we're looking at here, uh, I got a little bit of information on it from uh, Games Radar, as uh, they had talked a bit about it. They said the game lets players customize their favorite Marvel heroes uh, to take on co-op battles against familiar villains, and it looks like Future Evolution will take a similar approach. Uh, or it was, um, it's a collaboration between uh, Netmarvel and Marvel. Who previously teamed up on Marvel Future Fight. So they're saying this is what Future Fight is. And they're saying that Future Revolution will be a similar style. Um, so I, honestly we don't have a ton of information on that. But um, it looks like it takes place on a New Leaf used um, version of Earth. Uh, where... Uh, with players taking on roles uh, of members of the Omega Flight superhero team. Um, but yeah, not a ton of information, just something that we quickly saw. Uh, that was like, oh, sweet, this could be really cool. And then I was like, damn it, it's going to just mobile. be for mobile. Um, Is it, I'm more upset than anything. The models look better than the Square Enix models for their <laughs> Avengers game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I think I think I, you're not I, wrong. I, I I don't hate the Square Enix ones. They're a little they're different, and I think that's what's really like pulling people away. They just the faces don't look typical. It's just they all yeah. look like they're stunt actors. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all look like... That's um... funny. Oh, that's really funny. Hold on. Okay, so let's just say we make a game where it's... Where you have stunt actors and you put the stunt actor model in place of the actual <laughs> model. And they just look visibly, just completely different. Oh, that's a funny joke. <laughs> just the whole game. Jeremy uh. Froner. <laughs> Chris Bevins. <laughs> Robert Downting Jr. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, damn it. This Captain America Modoc looks so dope, much though. better. Yeah, Modok looks really cool though. He's mm-hmm. one of the things I'm like, damn, that really pulled me in. Looks cool. Mm. Um, oh wait, we got some in-game footage from the original article, which you can of course find over on Marvel's website. Hold on, you got to watch a 90-minute ad for Pokemon first. Um, <laughs> Perfect, 90 so we'll, minute, just a quick one. We'll go ahead and skip over that shit. Um, but yeah, some pretty good stuff over there. It looks like they have a healthy amount of like trailers and stuff you can go and check out. Um, let's see if I can skip into this video at all. Nah, it's not really showing game. I mean, it is showing gameplay, but it's like, hey, check out the the Scar Chosen Valley setting. Check out, you know, this version of Earth's whatever setting. Um, the village. So, I don't know. I don't know. You can take that as you guys will. I don't think we got a release date for this either. I think they were just like, well, sucks. Hey, it's coming. Yeah, Register yeah, you, now, can, dork. you can sign up for their newsletter, and it says to get some surprise perks at launch. The surprise perk is you got to buy 24 Butterfingers to get a <laughs> uh, uh, Captain America skin. Damn, Butterfinger just killing it They're lately. blowing up. Is Butterfinger the next big name in gaming? Yeah, you're going to have to get the Butterfinger <laughs> 3 console. Oh, fuck. I always said Kraft was going to make it into the... Kraft mm-hmm. cheese? They're the next yeah. big one. Yeah. But if you right. come out with a slew of Simpsons games. <laughs> that would be smart. Sneak yeah. King. Sneak like, King. Enough said. <laughs> Good stuff. Alright, so as well, um, not all of us here had a chance to play the Final Fantasy VII remake demo, but uh, a few of us did. And you know, I, I thought it'd be cool to kind of just uh, talk about that for a second. You know, hmm. thoughts. Um, you know what what you did what you expect from the game like maybe as a whole after playing it or just in general yeah. after not playing it um so you know for me pers- <clears throat> for me personally it's been a long time since i played it like i wasn't one of those people who's like i need to go back and play final fantasy 7 again during the ps3 mm-hmm. era i didn't buy it on um i didn't buy the like what would be like your remastered edition or like your upresed version for the consoles um I, I was fine playing it forever ago and it not being my like absolute favorite final fantasy or anything it's a, it's a good one i really like some of their systems um so where a lot of people were really like clamoring for this remake i was personally just like okay it, it's fine it'll come in time maybe or it'll be in development forever uh, development mm-hmm. hell forever and it'll you know that'll be you know not like not my problem uh, but after seeing um, what the last trailer that they put out, I was like, fuck, I do need this. Like, seeing them, like, back away and seeing the entire, you know, city and the sectors and and just the way that, you know, like, 
post-apocalyptic yeah, the, world is yeah. like looking. I was yeah. like, God damn, that is awesome. It's a real game. It really is amazing. I mean, it looks so phenomenal, and it's it's kind of interesting because that you know I've been listening to different uh, you know game podcasts kind of talk about it and everything, and it's like when you're in it, you don't necessarily you're not like sitting there thinking like, oh my god, what an what an amazing upgrade! It looks so good now. Um, you know X Y Z. You're like, oh yeah, this is what it looked like. Like yeah. in my heart, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, it's going back to that thing that we always talked about, like what playing Pokemon. We right. didn't see these like shitty little pixel characters, like just kind of doing this dumb animation side to side. Right. You know, right. it was it was very much more imaginary and real. Mm-hmm. Falls into that same category, I think. For sure. Um, and it's, you know, it's 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 everything I wanted the remake to be. I think it played sort of the way I was expecting. Um, I like the like the the tactical opportunities you get when you go into like the abilities and like magic menu it like super slows down but things are still moving mm-hmm. so it's like maybe 10th speed or something so you have plenty of time to you know go and choose options and you know choose targets and things like that um it's got some challenge to it a little bit uh, i've heard some people saying that it's like really difficult on normal mode and i don't really get that no not at all but um i definitely think it's it's entirely doable I'm definitely going to be playing on normal mode. Uh, there's also the classic mode that we were kind of talking about, but I'm not really 100% sure about it because I, I just didn't... When I read the description, I was like, that's not me. <laughs> I think I'm going to go back and try that because the yeah. one thing that really pulled me away from the game, just something that I just straight up, like, I, I'll be honest, I didn't like, mm-hmm. is the way I felt like when you when you have multiple people on your team, I, I had no idea what like barrett was doing or when i was barrett i had no idea yeah it looked like cloud was just standing there yeah they definitely don't they're not like constantly attacking or anything they're so like I'm thinking that co- sort of trying mode. to play defensive it seems like i think you're not classic, controlling them yeah i think that classic mode they're going to be making a little bit like not decisions of like using things but <clears throat> like I, I maybe i'm spoiled by final fantasy 12's like gamut system mm-hmm. where they're like Okay, when you're below a certain amount of health, this character, you know, if you're not playing as them, will automatically try to heal you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, um, you know, I I think that's important because where these people were finding it hard was during that boss battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I right, dropped with the scorpion I, tank. Yeah, I had characters drop twice during the boss battle. I, I didn't. I didn't like die. Hmm. I didn't have to like restart, but I did have characters just straight up drop. Um, and it mainly happened when I was swapping characters, mm-hmm. and I would swap to a character. You know, I had a character that had full health, had a character that was just getting fucking destroyed. Right. I would switch to them to try to heal, and then as soon as I switched to them, they die. Because, like, they were just standing out in the open doing nothing. Yeah. And it's like, maybe the classic mode will fix that for me. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, the gameplay that you're going through, you're playing that area where... Um, Cloud is uh, like a hired uh, mercenary for Avalanche. He's going with Barrett, uh, Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge to go blow up uh, one of the like sectors, right? One of the like reactors in the sector, right? I think mm-hmm. that's what it was. Um, and you get to do everything that you did before. You get to navigate, um, you know, working your way down to planting the bomb, um, fighting the spider tank taking out all of the soldiers um like on the way and it's it's very weird seeing like 
because uh, I think Goody, you and I were talking a bit about this. Um, a lot of the previous type, or you know, the original game, it had a lot of like stationary backgrounds that your yeah, character like pre-rendered backgrounds. Just, yeah, like, oh, now my character's sliding across the pipe, and now he's going down the pipe, and now he's on the lower level, and you just kind of, like, run around. Um, it's weird doing that in a, in a 3D environment, especially when you were, like, they have the bit where you're going through the scaffolding uh, on your way down. Uh, it, it, I mean, just seeing it in a, like, a 3D light is, uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, ultimately, ultimately, like, m- my final thought when I was done, I was like, damn, that looked really good. It, it yep. was fun to play. Yep. Um, I And the thing that I didn't like was, like, damn, these guys stand around like a bunch of fucking idiots when you're not playing that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe that's something classic Mortal Fix that I'll have to find out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely interested to hear about that. I don't. I don't want to play through it too much because I'm buying the game when it comes out in a month. <laughs> so, sure. you know I what mean, I mean. Like, I don't want to like overdo it for myself yet. <laughs> I mean, and uh, for me, I like again, it's not something that I'm like clamoring for. If the, if yeah. I buy the, if I buy this game and I play through the majority of it, and then something like I my like I get derailed and I end up playing something else. Like I could expect myself to do that, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I played this game like overwhelmingly like 20 years ago okay it was like yeah. i like i played the shit out of this game i still have the copy mm-hmm. it just you know like I, I would be okay to go like th- there might be a point for me playing this game going okay cool i get it yeah um you know yeah because it, i never made it through the original um i i've made it i've, I've played enough that i got out of like midgar mm-hmm. twice and then when you get to that big open world, it's just like uh, just overwhelming. Not, it doesn't. It's overwhelming, and that's always the part I didn't like about Final Fantasy games. Yeah. When they like open up too wide, I like when they're on rails because I think they're they're curated content that they create. They're just like so good at it that I want it to always be that. You know, sure. like Final Fantasy X did a really good job of like just locking your ass in. And that's my fear for this game in general is you are on rails for so long and then it does kind of open you up and it's a really sudden change too it's a sudden change but this game is going to stop at a certain point Mm -hmm. how i mean is this is there going to be any sort of like i think i think this game is midgar i mean i I think this game is the playthrough midgar i think for some people they're going to play just this section because that's the distilled best part of the game yeah uh, we still don't know how the games will continue. So, will it import your save? Will it import your items and your stats and everything, or will you have to rebuild? I would imagine it would um, have to. I mean, yeah. yeah, but it, that stuff's semi-complicated. I'm sure Square can figure it out, but sure. um, they haven't really talked about that yet. Yeah, there's still so, a lot up in the air, and that's why I'm like, yeah, like even buying it day one, like I, I really want to because I want to play. Mm-hmm. It. I, I want to mm-hmm. check it all out. But part of me goes, man, I could probably not. I could probably yeah. just wait on this. I could get it, you know, pick it up on a sale. It's going to be on sale in the next four months or whatever after probably, it comes yeah. out. Yeah. Um, you know, pick it up, play through it, and then, you know, not be as, like, financially, it's not as much of a, like, like a hit or whatever. 
mm-hmm. and you know I still got the same experience I still will have the same amount of fun it's not like I'm gonna be spoil like there's gonna be a spoiler for this game that's gonna ruin it for me mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty rare for me to be like oh damn like a game where it's not gonna be like like it, it's impossible to ruin it for me right yeah so and I think a lot of people might be in that boat you know usually it's like yeah. like just thinking of like a newer game that's like coming out like like Animal Crossing I mean I guess that one doesn't that's not a great example mm-hmm. but like you know just like when Death Stranding came out it's like I kind of want to see that for myself Right. I don't right. want to hear someone tell me what this is verbatim of their experience right away. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, people can talk about this all they want, and you can still be in the conversation because you played even you played the majority of it like forever mm-hmm. ago. So, yeah. but cool. Um, I know, Goody, you said you you haven't you haven't played it yet, but yeah, I downloaded it. I had my chance to to play it yet i i I intend to before um before the week is over probably maybe tonight all right okay is this one that you plan on picking up is this something that you played you know like 20 years ago um i definitely i definitely did play it 20 years ago um but that's the last time i played it so i pretty much didn't play it Mm -hmm. just because i i can't remember that much of it but i mean i am excited for it um everything that they've shown this game has impressed me every step of the way from like being pretty much a meme to now everybody's really excited about it. Um, yeah, and it looks oh, great. I, I do want to talk about that stagger system real quick, though. I like that's that a lot. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have a bar under the health bar, and I mean, you really can't damage some things until they're staggered, until they're vulnerable. Um, like mm-hmm. you'll do a little bit of damage or something here and there, but yeah, it's 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 really cool. To be able to um, hit something a bunch of times, hit him with a real heavy move, stagger him, and just knock him down. So you're doing times like right now he's doing a staggered attack, times 160 percent damage. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's some strategy into um, what used to be a turn based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of setting that stuff up, like setting up the almost like uh, Dragon Age, like setting up the status condition. Mm-hmm. Moving in, exploiting it, going all out when you can open up that stagger, and then you know just basically wiping the floor with them. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I, I'm definitely excited. I have it it's supposed to be delivered day one when it releases. So nice. Hell yeah. All right, and then the last bit was uh, a bit that you popped in, filter cord. Yes. Um. So as we all know, there's a new Dune movie. This is very hard to talk about because it. A bad name. I think we can all agree. Dune? Uh, so, Frank Herbert's Dune. Not Doom. Dune. Dune. Sand Dune. Dune. <laughs> so, um, you know, we have the movie coming from uh, Denny Villeneuve, uh, who did the new Blade Runner movie. And they were like, hell yeah, just give him all the old sci-fi shit. He did great. And yeah. uh, so, the new movie's sounding amazing. Very excited. Um so there's also a new RPG coming out from Modifius, um, using Modifius's uh, 2D20 system. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we know, these guys have been doing licensed tabletop games for a while. They have the Fallout uh, miniatures game, Wasteland Warfare. They have Star Trek Adventures. They have the upcoming Dishonored and Homeworld 
franchise games, and they're also yeah. doing uh, Dune colon Adventures in the Imperium. Um, so they kind of they release this the main title image, what it's going to look like, right? Um, the original novel came out in 95, and then they went on to kind of talk about some of the other people they were working with, uh, and they mentioned a bunch of names. There's some really big people working on it. Um, so additional t- team members include uh, Nathan Dowell, who worked on the Star Trek game, Adam Coble, who co-wrote uh, Dungeon World. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. Um, one of the guys that did the Game of Thrones game, um, somebody that's working on the Dishonored game, Rachel Cruz, who worked on Conan and Star Trek Adventures, um, just a big, uh, we got a big list of people at the bottom here. That's just all the other stuff that they've worked on. They have an amazing crew coming in to work on it. So, um, definitely excited to see more of that. And I don't think we really saw a release date. Um, um, let me scroll through here. It says beta test kicking off soon. Interesting players can head to, um, uh, Modifius website for more details. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the Dune movie we're going to see in theaters, December 17th. God damn. Sounds like they're trying to capture that Star Wars time slot. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Definitely. Definitely. Nice. Cool. Uh, so, that pretty much wraps up the show. Actually, the show was a little longer than... Oh, yeah. no, no, it wasn't. That was about on par. I, I figured it would be... Uh, I figured it was a bit longer with us going through all of you know what we've Packs. been up to and what we've been playing. Right. Yeah, we have a long opening there, but we really cruise through the old news here. We we have a uh, a habit <laughs> of yeah. doing about one forty five to two, so yeah, sticking to our habit. Cool. Um, so that's pretty much all we had for you this week, guys. Thanks for hanging out. As always, um, join us uh, over on facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc. So you can talk about all the stuff that we usually talk about here. Uh, there first. Um, some other things that we, you know, haven't really talked about. You know, some some things don't make the cut. Sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. fam. Not all of them make it. Um, so uh, you can even get some extra look on, you know, some some of that stuff um, over there. You know, some of the more niche things um, as well uh, over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know, when we go live. Go show our website some love, mammothgamesinc.com. Uh, we appreciate all that. All the likes, comments, shares, follows, um, even just checking out the website. We appreciate. Um, but until next week, guys, for Mammoth Games Inc., I'm Night Swarm. I'm Filter Cord. And I'm Goody. Have a good one. Take it easy.